hit the stop button by accident, Mike, sorry. You'll have two this week. Martin Shkreli, more affectionately known as Pharma Bro, was in the news a lot last year. Perhaps you heard of this. Uh, I really wish I did not know his name. There are far more important things to learn, um, but it is what it is. Shkreli, who is a hedge fund manager, had purchased the distribution rights to this drug called Daraprim, which I don't know the first thing about pharmaceuticals, but it sounds like a good drug. It helps to treat toxoplasmosis in AIDS patients. That's, that's important. Okay. Uh, and can also prevent malaria. I think that's important. Yes. Okay. So um, I just want to make sure I don't, I don't get the science wrong. It's a good thing. It sounds like it's a good thing that Daraprim exists. But Shkreli, in the spirit of greed, decided to raise the original price of the drug from $13.50 a pill. Now, I don't know if any of you followed this story in the news, but do you know what the new cost is? $750 a pill. Yeah. It's an incredible amount for a drug that has the potential to save people's lives. And this Shkreli guy is price gouging folks out of being able to own it. Now, this sounds bad. I'm assuming this sounds bad to you. It sounds like maybe, I don't know, there should be laws against this kind of thing. Well, as you may have also heard in the news, a few weeks ago, Martin Shkreli was indeed arrested. And thanks be to God, because justice would finally be served. Now, do you think he was arrested for jacking up the price of a life-saving drug? Was that what he was arrested for? No. no. Do you, does anyone know what he was arrested for? Can't remember. He was arrested for mismanaging a capital group that he was originally associated with by treating it like a Ponzi scheme. And apparently, he wasn't even on the radar of the federal government until he made national news by rising the cost of Daraprim. Now, while we should all be happy that the government actually got its head out of its tail and prosecuted someone unethically making seven figures, it is also important to note this fascinating snapshot of America right now. Pricing people out of a life-saving drug is not illegal, but bilking rich people out of their money is. It is not up to our moral compass so much as it is our national laws and how we pursue them to determine what kind of actions are dirty and what kind of actions are dangerous. Raising the price of medicine is a dirty thing to do. How dare you? Don't do that. But messing with the rich, well, that's dangerous. To me, this is backwards thinking logic. And it should be for any sane person with a shred of human compassion. But this is the society that we have built for ourselves. Truth telling is dangerous. The right to assert one's agency that goes against cultural standards is putting oneself in the path of death. There are many examples of people who did crooked things under the guise of legality and suffered no consequences as opposed to people like Gandhi or Dr. King who died horrible deaths because of what they stood for. Remember, Bernie Madoff was dirty. Martin Luther King was dangerous. Now this line is straddled today in the baptismal story of Jesus according to Luke's gospel. In Matthew and Mark, there's the familiar story of Jesus coming to the Jordan and being baptized by John. And John's presence in the story is usually incidental. However, in Luke, if you read carefully, you'll notice that John does not actually do the baptizing. 
at least not in an explicit manner. John says his words, blah, 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 I'm not worthy. I don't know if any of you have ever seen Monty Python, The Holy Grail. But I always think of that scene where they're in front of God and God's mad at them for groveling. But I digress. Uh, But in the redacted verses, the verses that the narrative doesn't want you to see, there is the progression for John from being dirty to being dangerous. And John was such a dangerous person that he was killed just because of the words that he would say, which was the truth about King Herod. And that is the line between dirty and dangerous. John's humility makes sense to us who know Jesus. We would want to be humble before Jesus. John says that he is so humble he is not even worthy of doing the dirtiest thing in society in that time, which is untying Jesus' sandals. This was a duty that was only done by servants, and yet John is not even worthy to do that. That's a dirty job. But proclaiming the good news, going out and baptizing, and telling the corrupt King Herod that what he was doing was wrong, that's what was dangerous. That's what got John in trouble, and it is no coincidence that sets the standard for what Jesus was going into when he would be baptized and summarily called to public ministry. When Jesus waded into the water, Jesus waded into immediate danger. Not because baptism is inherently dangerous, but because he was about to begin his journey, a journey that was even more perilous than John's. You see, Jesus did not care about riches or power or the pursuits of the world, but in today's story, his Father in heaven blesses him as a person of the people. He was surrounded by all the newly baptized, and he was praying, likely just as they were. Jesus would then begin a ministry that was for the people. I wrote in Theology Thursday that he is just like one of us, and that's true. And it's never more true than it is in Luke's Gospel. Doing the kind of ministry for people that he was called to is both a dirty and dangerous job. It is dirty because you have to deal with sinners and the problems that they create. Jesus would have to help the poor and love those that no one else loved. But it is also dangerous because it would eventually lead to his death. But that is the Messiah that we have. The one in whose death we were baptized into. Because he conquered death. And as Paul writes, For just as we die in a death like his, we will surely rise in a resurrection like his. Jesus takes on the dangerous job of death Because when your foundation is in God as ours is through our baptism, there is no job too dangerous. We do not have to live in fear or sorrow because God's got us. Jesus took the worst the world had to offer, spit it back out, and that's that. And that's why baptism is so special. There's nothing we can do to earn the grace we receive through it, but Christ has already done that for us. The world can be very frustrating and confusing. Justice can be slow at times, and it can be hard to tell the difference between what's dirty and what's dangerous. But in our baptism, because of what Christ has already done for us, We can face both. 
And we can face any challenge that comes our way. God is well pleased with the Son of God. Let us follow him. Amen.